1: get back into the Carolina Hurricanes a little bit later on in that epic four overtime loss last night 3-2 to the Florida Panthers. But hey, you know what? I think things should be fine. I still say even though the Carolina Hurricanes lost, enjoy the fact that we got to experience something like that. Now to more things here locally and just the ACC as a whole. We turn to the Easter Easter Automotive Group hotline, Andrea Adelson of ESPN joining us. Andrea, I know the league today released its 990 forms in terms of the how much revenue they generated, things like that. You were down at the league meetings in Amelia Island in Florida earlier this week. When does the ACC collapse? Give us a date. <laughs> let us know when so people can plan for this.
2: Um, your guess is as good as mine. Okay, that's fair.
1: <laughs> that's fair point,
3: <laughs> Andrea. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You know the the ACC did put out its revenue numbers today six hundred and seventeen million dollars another record uh, for the league which set a record last year as well Uh, about forty million dollars per team give or take a a little bit of spare change in the couch cushions but it's just not enough it's sad that you know uh, uh, every year they set a, a, a record for the amount of revenue that they pull in but the SEC also sets a record and the Big Ten also sets a record you you were down there in Amelia Island can you get a sense of The worry is not necessarily right now where they're eight to maybe 10 million behind these other schools, but two or three years down the line when these TV deals for the SEC and the Big Ten kick in, they may be 30 to 40 million dollars behind.
2: Yeah, and this is not a new story, as you guys know, right? I mean, being behind in revenue is something that the ACC has dealt with for years and years. The issue is that that gap is going to grow, and they've been able to be competitive across the board in all their sports despite the revenue gap as it exists right now the ACC continually leads conferences every year in total amount of championships won Mm -hmm. the wrong line is football right because football brings in the money and football is what gets you uh, entry into the university so to speak uh, when it comes to name recognition and all that extra good stuff and so the fear and concern is that a 30 to 40 million dollar revenue gap compounded every year. It's not just 30 to 40 million dollars for a year. Every single year, you're going to be behind by that much. So it's 30 million, 90 million, 120 million. That is going to make your football programs far less competitive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when that happens, that has an effect. When you want to renegotiate your television contract or ask your television partners more money, it also has an effect on retaining your assistant coaches, your head coaches, uh, your players. We've already seen the ACC lose players to other programs that are offering uh, better booster collective NIL deals. Um, And then what if players become employees? Uh, How are you competitive in that space if you continue to be 30 to $40 million behind? So I understand the concern from the administrators across the league about what is this going to look like once this gap grows? I think they've done a really good job of mitigating it in a lot of ways, Um, but I'm not sure you can continue to mitigate it the way the ACC and its more relevant football programs have uh, when that gap doubles and triples in size.
3: Yeah, when when you're East Carolina and you see the numbers of UNC and NC State, you're you're in you're an envy. Mm-hmm. But when you're Florida State and you look at the numbers of Florida, you say, wait a second, that these are our rivals. If you're Clemson and you see South Carolina, you say, how are we going to compete? That's the team that we have to beat year in and year out. How are we going to compete w- when they left the meetings this week? They seem to be this. Uh, kumbaya moment at least of of at least publicly that hey we're we'll stop bad-mouthing each other here for a bit um, but behind the scenes it, it seems like they know the first person that can get out of the ACC and get into the SEC or into the Big Ten is going to jump
2: well um, I'm sure that feels like a reality in the Pac-12 and probably the Big 12 mm-hmm. as well right I mean when you continue to look at where The money is um, you would be silly not to study what your available options could potentially be. And I know there was a lot made this week about seven schools in particular. Just about every ACC school has had their lawyers in Greensboro take a look at the grant of rights, right? I mean, how could you not, considering the situation the league is in? They have a contract right now that runs through 2036. Not only do the SEC and Big Ten have an opportunity to renegotiate their gargantuan television deals before the ACC's is up in 2036, so does the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And that's another concern for a program like Florida State, uh, which does not want UCF to end up with more money good point. than what they have. Um, so you know, And I'm sure Miami feels the same way, right? So it's not just that you're tied together in this contract for the next 13 years, it's that other conferences are going to have the opportunity to renegotiate and get even more money on top of what they've already um, signed on to uh, while the ACC, you know, remains where it is. Now I'm not saying it's always going to be like this for the ACC. There will be opportunities. There are look in windows throughout the course of this contract with a television partner. And obviously I work for ESPN, but I am not privy to any of those television discussions I'm not in the room. There's a clear separation between those of us working at ESPN.com uh, and our friends over on the television side. So I have no inside information here, um, and I want to be clear on that. Um, but I do know that there are look-in windows that are assigned periodically for the two sides to come to the table, take a look at the contract. Do we want to make changes? Is it worth adding some money? They had one. When Jim Phillips became the commissioner. And so we've been writing about this story for the last two years. Um, and ESPN was good with where they are because their biggest football friends, uh, brands in the ACC are not holding up their end of the bargain, right? True. So if those football brands start winning, Florida State looks like they're positioned to start winning. Miami's pouring a ton of money into their program with Mario Cristobal. If they start winning, and the ACC has two to three to four teams in the mix for a playoff berth and an expanded playoff, when the next look-in window comes around, potentially things could change. I'm not saying yes or no, but there are going to be opportunities to continue to sit down with ESPN and, and look at what this contract looks like. But I think the fear and the panic is if there's another wave of expansion – Uh, that the biggest brands across the country Mm -hmm. that are not already in the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be looking for a way to get in.
1: Andrea Adelson, ESPN, joining us here on the Houston Automotive Group Hotline alongside Brian Murphy. Dennis Cox here with you. You bring up about conference expansion and realignments, now, I know a lot of schools for example might want to go to the to the conferences that have more money, but they also have to invite you in. It's a two-way street. Right. And I don't under I don't think there are enough spots for every school in the ACC to land in another conference, at least not one the size of the Big 10 or the SEC.
2: Uh yeah, and that's also part of this whole uh, you know, quote unquote Seven schools, Magnificent mm-hmm. Seven, and a, a phrase, by the way, that these schools are not calling themselves. This is something <laughs> yeah. that showed up on social media and, and suddenly it became a thing, but that's what social media does, right? Now, the fact of the matter is, if if those seven schools were trying to orchestrate something all on their own, A, there's nowhere for them to go right now. No. B, uh, they can't form their own conference by themselves because they're going to essentially forfeit everything that they have right now in the ACC and see, as you mentioned, um, where are the seven landing spots there? So, so a lot of what we saw this week was hyperventilation over impossibility, right? Seven schools cannot dissolve the ACC. Why would they do that? Yeah. One athletic director called us, called the idea completely absurd. Like there is nothing in it for them right now without an invitation to go somewhere else. Okay. In addition to all of that, I would hazard a guess that the vast majority, 12 teams, you know, at the minimum, uh, and probably all of them. Okay. Have gone to the league office to review the grant of rights. The yep. reason the grant of rights are in the league office is because the league doesn't want to send that in a email <laughs> or any sort of public document <laughs> That can be subject to a public records request at a public university right so if they email this out to unc and i put in a request or brian puts in a request or whomever puts in a request they have to give it to you Mm -hmm. okay so the ACC doesn't want that so none of us know what's actually in the contract let's be clear on that nobody knows what the contract actually says beyond the schools and the lawyers and the conference office all right So we don't know if it's even possible to, quote, dissolve the league if enough schools decide they want to do that. Beyond that, the amount of lawyers who have looked (laughs) at this document, okay? Countless, I'm sure. Okay. And have not taken it to court yet. What does that say to you about the viability of winning a case right now? So especially with 13 years left on a deal and and, grant of rights for those who are not familiar with the term, uh, essentially ties all of your media rights to the conference. The conference owns all of your media rights Mm -hmm. for the length of that contract. Okay, so if you were to go to court and challenge that and spend millions of dollars in court trying to fight what's in that legal document and you lose what is gained there, you you can't get out. And, And now you've lost millions upon millions of dollars fighting in court. Which is why nobody's gone to court. Right yeah. so, Right. So there's a lot of realities that are easy to forget when you start um, hypothesizing about scenario A, B, C, D, E and F. right? Because in the world of conference expansion, for both media and fans and even administrators, you love to play that what if game? Oh, what if this? And what if that? And what is the other thing? What if the fifth thing? What if the sixth thing? A lot of those aren't even based on what the facts tell you. And right now, the grant of rights appears to be something that nobody wants to challenge in court because they don't know if there's a viable path to win. And the only way you're getting into another conference if you get an in and again, as you pointed out, if you get an invite. Is if you get out of this legal document, which is tying all of the schools together. Right. So I, there, there are a lot of ifs and realities that don't match with a lot of the hysteria that surrounded the conversation this week in May Island.
3: What I always say is, if if the grant of rights could have been broken, a it would have been broken, and been b. Done. You know, the SEC would have paid to get Texas and Oklahoma early. The The Big Tab would have paid to get USC and UCLA early. The fact that no one has broken a grant of rights tells me that it, it can't be broken, at least, at least cheaply. Last question Thank for you, you and, and, and real quick – we talk a lot about brands and who might be attractive. When you look at the school, I, I always find it ironic. The reason the ACC is bringing in so much money and the reason that it's tar- it could break up someday is because it actually still has very good brands, whereas the, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 have had their best brands already stripped from them. When you look at the schools in the ACC, uh, we certainly always talk about Florida State and Clemson. Is there a school that you say that would be the most desirable school for either the Big Ten or the SEC. Obviously, we're right here in the triangle. I would imagine North Carolina is high on the list for both of those conferences.
2: Yeah, I would imagine so. And again, I can't really speak to how the Big Ten or the SEC would think because there's probably various factors at play, right? Are you looking to only add the biggest football brands or do you want to get into a new television market? If you want to get into a new television market for the Big Ten, Florida State, and Miami and North Carolina and Clemson, those Southern schools are certainly very appealing, right? But in the SEC, what are you gaining by adding Florida State when you already have Florida? When adding Clemson when you have South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're you're basically going to bring in the big football brands, but that that's not really doing something for your television footprint because you're already there. So I don't know what the next wave is going to look like, and I don't think anybody knows the next what the next wave is going to look like, but I think a lot of that is going to depend on the philosophy of those conferences and what they feel is going to be most important to enhance their conferences. However, it looks because we're heading into a new era. It's not just NIL. It's the possibility that players get paid, right? So there's a lot of other things out there on the table that it's too hard right now to sit here and say, this is what the big 10 wants. This is what the sec wants. The Big 10 just had a change in leadership and most of their presidents are new. I don't know what the folks in that league are thinking. It's completely different than even when they added USC and UCLA. So it's a good question, and it's great for us to debate (laughs) and speculate, right, about who would be the best fit. Uh, But if you're specifically asking about the triangle, um, and even in the ACC overall, absolutely North Carolina is one of the top schools, if not the top school.
1: Andrea Adelson, ESPN, give her a follow on Twitter at a adelson espn thanks for your time we'll definitely continue to follow your work
2: all right thanks for having me guys appreciate it
1: that's andrea adelson espn joining us here on the heatstra automotive group hotline and bring up a lot of great points again the the this whole grant of rights thing the amount i this is something i say all these lawyers keep looking at for all these schools and nothing's been done so that tells me yeah you're locked in which tells me hey people that are like gloom and doom the ACC is going to break up in the next 5 years whatever it is i don't see it happening because because of this contract yeah. this 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 league's going to be intact at least through 2036 maybe even unless a couple teams want to try and buy out early if they're not able to renegotiate their deals with ESPN or not enough money comes in whatever it is but no this league's sticking around for a while folks it's okay <laughs> It's okay. It's okay to be number three. I, I it's think. O- it's okay. <laughs> it really is. The, and there uh, there are other ways they can
3: close the gap. The two the two big takeaways I think from what Andrea said is one, all those co- the, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, and the SEC are all going to get to renegotiate somewhere around twenty thirty. Mm-hmm. They're going to get to renegotiate once, and maybe even if they go for a short term deal twice, yeah. before the ACC can renegotiate. So the the numbers are really going to start adding up. The second thing I would say, as, as it relates to North Carolina, North Carolina, 10th most populous state in the union, yeah. the largest state that is not does not have a school in the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah. So moving forward, North Carolina is the largest state population-wise mm-hmm. that does not have a school in the SEC or the Big Ten. Something to keep in mind when we hear
1: about all these rumors about where schools might be going. Okay, well, North Carolina is ACC country. So in my mind, let's keep it that way. In my mind, let's keep it that way. But the the money, the money, yeah, the money. Well, yeah money, 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 all <laughs> money, money, money. I mean, money, if money, money, if, money, if
3: money. you're in North Carolina and you see Northwestern is making eighty five million dollars a year from the conference, and you and you know, and or Vanderbilt is making eighty five million, and you're making forty million or forty five million, that that compounds. It compounds in ten years. That's that's four hundred million dollars. Yeah, but when's the last time those schools were competitive with North Carolina? That's exactly, that, and that's the other point, right? Can you can you still win a title? Look who was in the final four this year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Another great point. Look who's in the final four. We had San Diego State, FAU, UConn, and Miami. Who's the only one from a big conference there? Miami. So, wh- why are we complaining? Yeah, but, but that, well, look at who wins the football national championship.
3: Clemson's won them. That's Clemson's true. been there, and, and the gap is not that big right now. We're talking eight to ten million dollars per school difference yeah. right now. What they're worried about is when is in two years it becomes 30 and 40 million dollar gaps and then when the expanded college football playoff kicks in and and the sec gets four teams in that and the big 10 gets four teams in that and they're bringing home three or four or five times what the acc is bringing home from from the expanded college football playoff it it starts to compound upon itself (laughs)
0: Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete DeRuta, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan
3: for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement.
0: Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory
1: group uh by the way uh, real quick breaking news uh graham if we can hit the, the breaking news sound here real fast i always go to the old abc
3: breaking news alert this
1: comes from the associated press jim brown Hall of Famer, retired at the peak of his career for the Cleveland Browns, passed away at the age of 87. Again, retired, again, at the peak of his career as a running back. Some pay, some say the best football player of all time. I'm not going to argue with you for or against. That's a different conversation. But um, became an became an actor, civil rights advocate, passed away at the age of 87. A lot of people don't realize, and I, I know this as a lacrosse player, Changed the, ga- change the game of lacrosse when he played at Syracuse as well. So, um, one of the best athletes of all time, passing away age 87. Jim may-, Brown.
3: may have been the best college football player and best college lacrosse player at the same time.
1: Oh, no, he, de- oh, he definitely was back in the 50s in terms of yeah, I mean, football and, and lacrosse, too. I actually saw like some old video stuff of him playing lacrosse. I was like, oh, there's dudes now that can't even do that, <laughs> the stuff that he was doing. Uh, but, yes, Jim Brown passes away at the age of 87. Also, the PGA Championship by the way, taking place right now. The 105th PGA Championship is underway at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. I know it's apparently super cold up there. Uh, the, the leaderboard right now, Corey Connors sitting atop of the leaderboard at 5-under. Scotty Scheffler, Keegan Bradley tied for second at 4-under. Victor Hovland, Bryson DeChambeau at 3-under par this justin thomas is the defending champion this pga championship update is teed up by leesville tap room just off of i540 at the corner of leesville and strickland delicious food at leesville tap room i have to check that you know, out you must i'm been guarantee right now great food at leesville tap room it's a great spot for the family too. go check out leesville tap room absolutely delicious food up there carolina hurricanes lost last night three two and four overtimes I'm still recovering, Brian. I can only imagine what the players are doing. But man who died, I don't think he slept last night. Adam Gold gives us two minutes of hockey. Two minutes.
0: Two minutes. Two minutes, Let's do that hockey.
4: All right, boys and girls, I've got two minutes. Thanks to our friends at Dysart Willis, high stakes litigation and defense at DysartWillis.com. And these two minutes are for the 140 we watched in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Hurricanes and the Panthers, which went the way of Florida 3-2 in four full overtimes. No joke, we were there forever. And both teams had great chances to put this one away hey, why don't we start before overtime? Martin Natchez just ended. The Kings
0: get it to Teravinen, who gets it to Natchez, who's in on a break, Natchez dances with it, and Bobrovsky with a huge save and a follow-up with the glove. Uh, Natchez
4: in alone ran out of real estate and a huge save. Great save by Bobrovsky. Natchez probably wants that one back, but again, great save by Florida's goaltender, and then we get to overtime. Hey, Florida scored. We should have all gone home, but then no, chalked off goaltender interference. We could debate all day whether or not it was actually interfering. I don't know, but guess what? We'll take it. We'll run to the next one, and the next one was almost this power play game winner from the kid.
0: Aho snapped one. Bobrovsky with the save, rebounded out. Seth Jarvis had the game on his stick and hit the crossbar.
4: Yeah, Seth had a great game regardless of the chances he did not finish in overtime. He might have been Carolina's best player in the game, other than this guy. Face off one by Florida. Goes back to the point.
0: Drive right by Montreux goes wide. He gets another chance and Anderson kicks out the right pad. Oh, Mr. Anderson. What a save. Carolina will ice the puck and they will greatly take that. That is a mammoth save. Florida making a change, Montour, low drive right on, Anderson makes the save, and then he's gotta make the snow angel and falls on top of the puck before it crosses the goal line. Another monstrous
4: save from Frederick Anderson. Freddie Anderson was awesome. You hate to waste that Freddie Anderson because he was next level great, but Carolina couldn't get a goal, But Freddie kept keeping him in there, keeping him in there, keeping him in there until the final mistake. Believe it or not, it's a Jacob Slavin turnover.
0: Burns moves it to Slavin. Now Bennett will come up with it and the score! Matthew Kachuk on a bouncing puck beats Frederick Anderson to the glove hand and the Florida Panthers will take game number one with 12.7 seconds left in overtime number four and take a one nothing series lead.
4: All right. Got to bounce back. 140 minutes, not wasted. Think about it this way. Florida won game one, but Carolina made them play 140 minutes to get it. Now go get game two, Carolina, and do it in 60. Okay? Thank you. Dysart Willis, high stakes litigation and defense. DysartWillis.com.
1: Yes, please do it in 60.
4: <laughs> please do it in <laughs>
1: 60 minutes. Uh, Preferably do it in about 40
3: minutes. You know, have it be another one of these 6-1 games where you don't have to work.
1: Where nobody's chewing on their fingernails in the third period. Oh, gosh. I was was stress eating. And then I ran out of food up in the press box (laughs) because they took the snacks and all that away. I'm like, I got nothing. I got nothing. It was terrible. Are you ready to buy or sell your home?